0: Mike Tomlin spoke at his press conference on Tuesday and let us know some good news, but also some not so good news about the injury front. But it leaves a lot of doors open. One thing's for sure is that Chase Claypool will be back this week. Huge news for the Steelers offense, and they need it. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the no spin zone because there's a lot of things being taken out of context when it comes to the Steelers in the media. Tony Sereno is going to join me. It's not a Tony Tuesday. It's a Tony Wednesday, but we're going to talk about that and a lot of other aspects of the Steelers right here on the locked on Steelers podcast. We thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Chris Carter, your host. Let's get into it. You are locked on Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. you your your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Like this video if you see it on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It always helps us out. Hit us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts with a positive comment. You get a shout-out at the end of the show. And, uh, Tony, I can't say it as
1: confidently because it's not Tuesday, but it's time for a Tony Wednesday. You know what I'm saying. And it's too bad that it couldn't have been a Tony Tuesday because it could have been a tony ties day, day. Yes. yeah yeah you know, yeah, or, yeah or if the
0: steelers just didn't choke they it would have been a tony wednesday because then wednesday, we would have had yes. it today so yes. uh both 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 are our our foul ups on our schedules and then the steelers fouling up on just their schedule um mm. but tony it's great to have you back on the show my man it's always a pleasure Absolutely. to have you here on the on the scene Um, let's jump right into, you know, the, the top news, of course, of the day, Chase Claypool, Mike Thomas says he will practice on Wednesday, which is huge for the Steelers. They need him back in that offense. I mean, the offense needs a lot of things. Um, but you know, he talked about, you know, the, you know, the possibilities of different players for one, he said, Joe Hayden and, uh, and Trey Turner, Pot- potential for them to practice this week didn't see his didn't seem as excited about them coming back said he would leave the light on for tj watt to play this week usually that means listen man if he says he can go sunday he gonna go sunday yeah it's, it's, it's one of those things um and then uh you know, still says you know ben roethlisberger has to clear covid and all, all, that, all that kind of stuff um but i think the bottom line here is that everyone's talking about micka fitzpatrick he made it seem as if micka fitzpatrick would not be back for this game and they're preparing for a life without Minka Fitzpatrick. And that's a scary idea right now with this Steelers team.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and you know, while Minka has not been like the elite playmaker that we've seen him as far as, you know, these kind of uh, game-changing plays, mm-hmm. he nearly had one in overtime with the interception. It was called back. But he's still a big part of what that defense wants to do and and the the kind of moving chess piece that he can be on that defense. So not having him there is going to be one thing, but then you really, you look at the depth behind him and, and Talman talked about this at the press conference, right? Talking about how it's not going to be one guy to replace what Minka does. That's going to be a multi-person job. And you have to imagine that's going to involve, you know, rookie Trey Norwood. That's going to involve, uh, miles Killebrew who they signed in the offseason season and will likely also involved, I think Carl Joseph, right. Who will be mm-hmm. elevated again. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's a big loss. I mean, the, the injuries right now are starting to pile up for this team. It's, it, you know, here at, at the, the midway point, and we know that the NFL is this league of attrition? Uh, But boy, this is, it's all kind of compounding at once for the Steelers.
0: It really is. I mean, that, you know, they're dealing with the backup quarterback situation. Both of their guards went out in this last game. Also, he did indicate Kevin Dotson, you know, you know, is going to be looked at, you know, he's not, he's, he Mm -hmm. might not be gone for that long. So that's that's another good thing there. Um, And not that Kevin Dotson's a superstar, but he's an important piece when you have so many, so few offensive linemen that you can trust right now. So, Um, I, I, I look at the at these updates as mostly positive. You know, the you know the fact and to me, I, I said this yeah on yesterday so TJ Watt, just the fact that he's not done for the season was is the biggest thing you could take away from from from, from that. You know, if he was if he was done for the season, so was the Steelers. I, mean, I don't know if you could see it on TV, Tony, but like when I was in Heinz Field, that was the quietest I've ever heard the stadium when he was down and everyone's just like uh the whole team was standing around him. Like, like, like you know normally when a guy's down, everyone's kind of like on you know, take a knee. They'll the guy everyone was like oh no 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 not that guy um hey so but like that's the impact of that but uh, uh, there's impact for other guys i i truly think there needs to be some way that they get chase claypool involved in this offense especially over the middle part of the field they continue to not do it mason rudolph didn't do it in this last game um you know and and now it's starting to look like hey matt canada even if you are drawing up guys to be there you got to Coach, you got to talk to these quarterbacks and make sure that they're finding these guys because they just aren't.
1: Chris, how are they going to work Chase Claypool when they found their new wide receiver one in Ray-Ray in McLeod? <laughs> <laughs> the Ray-Ray McLeod involvement. Look, and I and I get they were down, you know, they were down some wide receivers in that game, obviously with, with Juju being down and Claypool that Ray-Ray was going to get more reps. But yeah, it did, it, did. it was kind of strange to me to watch the, the rapport that Mason Rudolph and Ray-Ray have I'm with you on the middle of the field, and and I guess the one thing you'll chalk this up to, and they keep saying this, Tomlin talked about it after the game, as did Mason. Tomlin talked about it again at the Tuesday press conference. This was a Ben Roethlisberger game plan. We know that Ben doesn't like to throw over the middle of the field, so I guess if you're going to try and excuse this one away, like why didn't they use the middle of the field even though you have like a, a Mason Rudolph in the offense, I guess you'll say maybe it's because it was a Ben Roethlisberger offense but even still i'm with you on this chris like this the middle of the field's got to be used more it's the uh, it is the great mystery of this team not just this year but over the last two seasons of why is it this team has just abandoned all uh even attempts at the middle of the field i think claypool can work there we know we've seen what Fryermuth can do in those spots um yeah, I, I don't really have great answers for it though because like you said this was a change at quarterback but it didn't change the approach offensively
0: no i agree it, it, it seemed like it was the same sort of approach um you know when it comes to how the Steelers have operated on offense and that's where you know that, that's where you have to question you know is this just the game plan that Matt Canada wants to run all the time you know and I, I will say this though it is not as easy as as it seems to, to a lot of people to call plays it's not like you're out there do, you know playing Madden you know you're you yeah. know you you're, there's a lot of different things you're trying to call upon things you guys worked on in practice that you're like okay we're more sure about this play than that play and more sure about this look than that look um you know, but you know, I just I I look, I look at these at the at the issues that they're having, and they continue to be consistent. And is it is it a little unfair to Matt Canada in his first year as an offensive coordinator in the NFL? maybe and in fact yes no I'll even say it, it is unfair you know that, that hey you're getting judged so harshly with an offense with a brand new offensive line with a super aged quarterback and lots of questions on it but that's also life in the NFL the NFL is unfair they don't give you too many chances like you, you have to strike it now or you have to show some show some form of consistency or they will find a way to replace you and he hasn't done that yet I I, I truly I, I said it you know leading into this week with Chase Claypool being out I said that they needed to find a way to get the ball to Pat Frymouth and maybe work some 12 personnel packages with Eric Ebron with Claypool. in I truly think that's, that's the key to unlocking this offense. Get those guys big, bigger shots down the middle of the field. And then when teams are fo- so focused on them, that opens up Najee Harris, that opens up the sidelines for more passes to James Washington, Deontay Johnson.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And then I think in the running game too, you know, going more under center in those situations can help Najee just kind of build, build up that mental. head of steam. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you saw that in this game a little bit. And I think more of that going forward. Look, and it's one of those things where we know Ben Roethlisberger doesn't like that stuff. But if Mason Rudolph's playing, okay, well then Mason's got to go under center a little more because you know that's what this offense needs from him uh, against the Chargers team because it's a Chargers team that I think can be had on the ground. This is this is by Football Outsiders numbers, by their DVOA numbers, the worst run defense in the National Football League. Yeah. So get under center and run Najee Harris and 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 run it until the Chargers can stop you.
0: Right. And and that needs to be the the focus here, whether it's Mason or Ben or anybody. Najee Harris is a weapon. We've seen him be a weapon. Let him be a weapon. We're going to talk more about that in a little bit. But first, we got to talk about some spin talk. In the second segment we'll we'll do that in just a minute here but first i gotta tell you guys about our great app get upside one of our awesome sponsors here steelers fans is chris carr with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about it's called get upside my listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up just download the free get upside app in the app store google play right now use promo code touchdown to get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's going to be up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your on your first tank. Some people who drive are making as much as two or $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN Touchdown to get 50 cents per gallon cash back on your on your first tank. Again, that's promo code touchdown on the get upside app. And back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter here with Tony Cerrito for Tony Wednesday. Uh, remember, we thank you for making this your first podcast listen every day as we are free and available on all platforms. Now, Tony, I want to talk to you about spending. Let's step away from the Steelers themselves. Let's talk about the coverage of the Steelers. And I'm involved in this because I cover the Steelers. Uh, not just here, but also for DKPittsburghSports.com. But there were some interesting things that i missed as being talked about you know after the game as like major talking points when he coming out of the press conference and part of that's just hey you know i go to the press i go to the game go to the press conference leave the press conference go home figure out what i want to do the show about do the show look at film do all that so i I'm, I'm so so often so focused on just getting the work done and making sure that the content here is is a one for y'all that i don't pay attention to what other people say until it's like far far out and then the next day next couple days i'm looking at my, my twitter account and i'm seeing wait that's what people think this means that's what people are saying what is happening here and to me it's just the level of some of it I, some of it i think is coordinated spin some of it i think is just misinterpretation um for yeah. example i got into it with david todd he used to cover the steelers um for, for a while he took it uh, Mike Tomlin after the game you know he he, he tweeted out uh, on Monday saying that uh, Mike Tomlin uh, you know t- you know in talking about Kendra Green snapping pro- problems said that it was irrelevant and and that uh, he said it was one of the more arrogant and foolish comments he's heard Tomlin make in his entire tenure with the Steelers not a good look and I and I was like well wait a second let me go back and get that quote because I was there when he said that and I don't think that this was as this, this had any arrogance to it and I and the quote simply read it's irrelevant when you think about it. There are things we have to do at an acceptable level. Senator uh, quarterback exchanges are no different than when we're in a gun or under center or professional football group. There's a certain expectation there. That to me reads as Mike Tomlin's like, I don't care what the reason is for the high snaps. Right. He has to fix it. He's an NFL center. And, you know, some people said, oh no, that's, that's, that's him saying that he doesn't care. It's a, the, the snaps were relevant. No, he's just not making excuses. And here we go. Now Mike Tomlin's being arrogant and i don't yeah i just don't get that
1: no it's it's it, look it, and obviously this this is a uh, frustration at coming after a, a, what was a very very frustrating performance by the steelers and, and so from that perspective i kind of understand kind of try to dig between and read between the lines figure out what's really going on with this Steeler team it does kind of remind me of those you know kind of the end of the Le'Veon and ab era uh when we had a lot of this as well mm-hmm. um but yeah, and Tomlin explained this during the Tuesday press conference. Right, what he was what he was not saying is that it, the the high snaps were irrelevant. How like what we need to do to fix them is irrelevant, right? It, the, the the irrelevant part is we. Kendra Green is a center in the National Football League. It is not a secret how to get the ball to the quarterback. It's not a no. you know, a mechanical thing that these two need to work on. Or like Tomlin said, it's not a timing issue. Or these you know it's not about going under center more often. The center has to hike the ball to the quarterback. It's a fundamental part. Of the NFL, and I think Tomlin even Tomlin actually did a great job of kind of going over this today. Where it's like, you know, you can overthink this stuff. If Tomlin wastes time in practice trying to teach Kendra Green how to snap the football in shotgun, that is a gigantic waste time. It's a fundamental part of exactly. football it doesn't need to be practiced. It just needs to be executed on, and and it's it's something that you expect of any center you have in the NFL. And I think that's what Tomlin was saying.
0: No, no, I agree. And again, this isn't to pick on David because we talked about it. We just agreed to disagree. Yeah. But I, I just didn't see any arrogance in, in him saying that. That's just, yeah, right. it's a job, get it done, no excuses, yeah. bang. And that's what Tomlin does. He doesn't make excuses for it for his team. He always, you know, puts out like, hey, this, this, this is the expectation. But you know, I, I thought this definitely was spin from the people who pushed these quotes. And you know, I, I didn't see it until I saw Chris Adamski trying to correct people. Uh, you know, Chris Adamski of the Pittsburgh, uh, of the Pittsburgh Tribune. Yeah. Uh, review and then and then i saw alan saunders also do it from pittsburgh sports now both of them just trying to correct the story here uh because people you know people gr- latched on to uh when joe Schobert was asked after the game about the tackling issues he said that uh you, you know the quote that got they got passed around is that uh you know we have to we have to work on get ourselves into those positions and take practice seriously. And so people took the pra- take practice seriously quote and said, "Whoa, Steelers didn't prepare for the Lions." And at first I was just like, I saw someone push that. And I'm like, ah, that's that's no biggie. But then they just kept blowing up like this is actually what happened. The Steelers didn't didn't practice this week. And I'm like, okay, calm down. First of all, first of all, common sense apply context the full quote when brook Pryor of espn asked this and again this is the other thing brook Pryor asked the question i was there anthony jaluski was there uh chris uh, chris adamski was there a uh, day was there there's was like there was at least like eight of us that were sitting right in front of joe when, when he answered this question and none of us were like hmm he took a shot at the whole team there you know why because we understood the full context of what he said well yeah when when it was asked about tackling it the tackling issues and how they they were able to Fixed them before the Browns game, but they they came back in this game. Joe Schobert says, and here's the full quote, it's something that we have to go and execute. It's hard to execute in the middle of the season at practice. It's something we have to work on, get ourselves to those positions to take practice seriously and be able to improve on that. That's the quote. That's the full quote when you pull it from the pool report. And when you look at that, that tells to me, Tony, again, common sense. After a Monday night football game, you have 31 at least less hours to ice your body up and get ready for the next game. So they don't practice on Tuesday. They never practice on Tuesday. Then they, when they practice on Wednesday, which would normally be the first, like, getting pads, getting back after a day, they're using it. As a walkthrough day, and they even announced that. And then Thursday, you kind of have a kind of a practice, but then Friday, you're back to walkthroughs because you're two days before the game, and you don't want to get your players banged up. You want to keep them, you know, you see if they get their bodies as fresh as possible. And that's what Schobert's talking about—the difficulty of practicing physically in the middle of the season when everybody's banged
1: up. Not this. The Steelers aren't practicing hard. Whoa. Yeah, this is this is playing the hits. I mean, this is this is going back to like, you know, Mike Tomlin teams are undisciplined, you know. Exactly. It, it, this is this is yeah, this is just playing the hits. I mean, you take you can easily take this quote and spin it to into right into that narrative. And it's and it, you know, again, it this is the week to do it, right? Because here we are again talking about a I'm Steeler right. team that played down to to this bad team in the Lions. Won't be the first time. Certainly isn't the first time, won't be the last time probably as a Steeler fan that we're going to watch this. And so, yeah, obviously after all these games you're going to want to look for reasons why, and hey, you know the, the hits. The hits tell you that. Oh, Tomlin teams are undisciplined. So this context, I mean, this quote, as you said, was completely taken out of context. But I again, I, I it's this one. It doesn't surprise me at all because this has been the talk about why this happens. Right, Tomlin teams are undisciplined this is why they play down to their opponents in these moments, and is what it is. And and that's what tires me out, man. Is that like I'm just like <sighs> this
0: this whole thing. And mind you, mind you, and, and like I felt like ranting. At the end of at the end of Monday Night Football, about just just going on a, just a Twitter rant and just being like being like, oh, I th- the Steelers, the only team that ever loses to teams with losing records. Nobody else does this. As the Rams lose to the three win Niners, as the as the Ravens lose to the two win Dolphins, as the Bills are now half of the Jaguars. Well, they were one in- win at
1: the time. They were one win at the time
0: exactly it's it's even it's even worse when you think about it like like the, but like do people not watch the rest of the nfl it, it drives me nuts and i know i probably said this for three days in a row but it just it drives me nuts when people say that and it's like you i just tell me you watch football without telling me that you watch football like they like they're, you're, you don't watch football without telling me you don't watch football like yeah it's it's ridiculous, but this is where the spin comes into play is that people want to take take a certain quote, spin it to their narrative, get the likes on Twitter, and then they're like, see Tom on this, and then they'll hope that people forget that there was actual context to that, and then people will bring this up two weeks later and say, oh, I remember when they said they were taking practice seriously. Like, no, you remember someone misquoting the situation and misrepresenting. What that entire situation meant, and that's where we come into disingenuous conversations in the media. And I'm part of the media. I, I I don't want the media is not a monolith of we are all one way that we all operate and we coordinate together to make sure that everything happens. Are there times we talk to each
1: other? Yeah, Absolutely. Got a big group friend. text going. There's a big yeah. Group yeah, like, text. yeah you the, guys got a big group text going. I uh, get geez, it. I know okay, what's going okay, on. Okay, okay, you stop it there, sir. <laughs> just
0: because just because I kicked you off
1: the group text doesn't mean that you need to be mad about it. Hey, I got my own spin zone I want to bring up here. Oh no, what's your uh, spin? Uh, about about Tomlin's Tuesday press conference. So those of you who didn't oh, okay. watch the YouTube, I suggest you go and watch the YouTube. Especially those of you who work in an office setting, because as we oh, all know, YouTube. As we all know. Uh, okay. When you show up overdressed for work, what is the common the common uh, question you get from your coworkers? Everyone always says it. Job interview today? Hey, you got a you got a job interview. And Mike Tomlin showed up today t- t- Tuesday, Chris, in a coat and and. Uh, button up no, today no. to the press conference first time i've ever seen him this dressed Stop up it. for a, i'm just i i'm just asking questions i'm not trying to take anything out of context i'm just saying did mike tomlin have a job interview today i mean I, virginia tech job did open up i'm not sure if there's a booster with a big enough blank check there but it looked pretty nice today it looked pretty i'm not sure maybe he had a you know what was his press conferences at noon maybe he had like a 1 30 you know what i mean didn't have time to change in between so you know we've all been there we've all been there. That... I, I give you my silence treatment when I'm just—I'm so tired of you. <laughs> you need to go somewhere. Maybe listen. Maybe LSU did come with a big enough blank check. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> wait, 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 wait! wait. How, how can someone come with a bigger blank check? It's
0: literally a blank check. It means that any could be. Whatever no, that's what by Tomlin, Tomlin wants.
1: Is. Tomlin is always. What's the sh- What's the show where they show up with a big check at your house? Tomlin's always wanted that. That's what he really wants. He wants a really big check, not at the number. Okay, the size of the check itself is what tomlin wants if rooney wants to re-sign tomlin he needs to get one of those big i forget what they're called now i wish i knew because the joke would be funnier uh the big check public publishing house something like that i'm so close but you know what i mean you don't know talking about the big check. they show up at your door the gigantic check that's what tomlin wants. I, I know exactly that's what you're
0: talking about I, I actually i i got a big check once for a scholarship that i won when see? i see when, when i was younger and it, how, it how cool was me it feel good it did there you
1: go see and that's all my like Tomlin <laughs> wants. <laughs>
0: So, you know what? Maybe Tony's right. Maybe Tomlin just wants his feel-good moment of getting a really big check handed to him. <laughs> right. Let, not in numbers, but in size. That's the,
1: next exactly. time, the next time they re-sign Tomlin, it should be a press conference between Rooney and Tomlin where he hands, where Rooney hands Tomlin a gigantic check. That's all we need. That's what we want. So, or, no, he shows up, like, unannounced to Mike Tomlin's house. Rings our bell, got it on camera and everything. It would be a great TikTok moment. So anyway,
0: <laughs> so I, I I go on and talk about spin, and then you talk about that stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, we uh, these are my favorite segments. These are these are my favorite segments.
0: They're my favorite too, Tony. They're my favorite too. <laughs> but point being, some of the stuff that I've seen pushed is just as ridiculous as that.
1: <laughs> indeed, indeed.
0: <sighs> anyway. We got to keep it rolling here we got to keep it rolling we got to talk to some more sponsors real quick when we come back i got to get tony's thoughts on some defensive things because we got to let him hype up his boy james pierre we'll give you time to do that tony because he had another solid game Not solid. Not uh,
1: solid is underselling it. But okay, okay. Uh, Save it. Save it. We'll save it. We'll
0: save it. Save it. it, Save it for the third second. We're gonna gonna get there. But
1: first of all, we are brought to you by Built Bar, the
0: best tasting protein bar ever. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it doesn't taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky, waxy, or just plain hard to choke down. But a Built Bar is soft, covered in one hundred percent real chocolate. When you bite into one, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience one that she will enjoy in fact you'd swear you're eating a candy bar built bars are low carb low calorie low fat low sugar but high in protein that's all the healthy benefits on top of being just purely delicious because they have so many flavors whether it's uh you get a mouth-watering flavor like coconut raspberry mint brownie uh coconut almond salted caramel double chocolate or cherry barcia this month built is coming out with new flavors every three to four days so go to their website often and early you don't want to miss out on all these opportunities to get get Their different flavors coming out. Go to built.com, use promo code locked15 It's L O C K E D 1 5 locked15, all capital letters, all one words, and you'll get 15% off your order from built.com. Again, that's promo code locked15 for 15% off at built.com. We're also brought to you by Bet Online. We're back and better than ever on Bet Online with a new web interface for the start of the basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. We had you can head to their new updated desktop. And mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From basketball to football to NHL to boxing to UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to get all to bet on all your favorite sports, and Bet Online where the game starts now tony when we do back-to-back ad reads that means we keep it rolling here on the lockdown mm. Steelers podcast so let's finish it up here strong uh, which means i have to give your boy james pierre some props oh yes indeed he, he played he played well tony and, and, and played well important first of all he was announced to get the start i thought that was mm-hmm. you know i i even tweeted that out as i tweeted out the uh the video's um of, of the intros and I, I actually I tweeted that out and I was hoping that you would see it you didn't like it so uh you let me down there buddy I, I think I missed bad. that
1: one yeah I missed that one I apologize Wait, way,
0: way, way to go you I needed I needed your heart on the on the on the tweets and uh you were not there to back me up but yeah. Jay's Pierre was there to back you up because he came out in this game five tackles Two assists on on on, uh, on on special teams, but also was just all over the place. He had a really good uh, uh, tackle at the line of scrimmage on a play where they tried they tested him out wide. He made you not really miss Joe Hayden. I mean, you miss Joe Hayden because he's still Joe Hayden, but you know they they, they the cornerback position wasn't the issue
1: in this game. No passing of the torch here, Pat. Unf- and, oh, and listen, gosh. I love I love Joe Hayden. Uh, we know he's in the final year of his deal. Doesn't sound like he's going to get re-signed. And this was. You know, we were waiting for it all season. You know, by, we're about what nine, ten games into this season now, and and I think this was a true passing of the torch from one great and and maybe even you know borderline Hall of Fame for Joe Hayden. It's gonna, he's a g- good player. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer yet, but he's passing the torch now to what a player who I think we can all see it now on the field, a future Hall of Famer in James Pierre. Going down, by the way, shutting down, shutting down a future or excuse me, a a former Super Bowl appearing quarterback in Jared Goff. Okay, one of the best in the league in Jared Goff. Uh, so yeah, James Pierre just absolutely shut him down. I mean, absolutely shut down performance. You guys, you guys know PFF doing great grades out there. Uh, gave, gave my boy James Pierre an 87 grade. Uh, just a, just a tremendous performance. I'm not looking at
0: you funny because of the PFF grade. I, I'm just mad at what you just said about Jared Goff. Uh,
1: former NFC champion, former NFC champion. This is true. N- it, it, <laughs> former NFC champion quarterback at the top. And really he was at the top of his game on Sunday. You know what I mean? And, and, they just shut him down. He just could not. And James Pierre, I think, a large. He was large at the top power. of his game Sunday. <laughs> I, I, this is worse spin than the Tomlin-Wearers interview. One's hard. This one's hard. This one's a hard one to, to really unravel here <laughs> it, and not sound like a complete moron, but, you know, that is my <laughs> brand. Uh <laughs>
0: If if no, you're love- listening to this, you can't see my face as he says these things, but if you're watching on YouTube, you're seeing exactly how I'm reacting and that is exactly- this is 100%. I didn't I didn't know this this bit was coming here. Um I knew that the the bit well, for proJ Pierre was coming, but not the <laughs> the praising of Jared Goff, the mighty Jared Goff.
1: Former NFC champion Jared Goff, James Pierce shut him down. No, I did think no, but I mean, like you know, all, all memes aside, I did think this was James's best performance of the year. And I think he's starting to play with a little bit of confidence now. I thought that was his problem earlier on in the year, and you're you kind of expect that young player getting thrown into the starting role. Um, I think he's now playing a little more confidence, a little more aggressiveness. He's a very physical player, and and when you're you know when you're physical and aggressive, you know that that I think is the best version of himself. Um, that's what we started to see on Sunday. I'd like to see that continue going forward because. You know, when we talk about the slot corner spot and all of that, I think everything can kind of be solved a little bit easier if the Steelers had more confidence in Pierre to come in in those nickel situations. Um, You know, it it, it provides such an easy out for them with being able to play Cam in the slot. And I know they're doing that, you know, at at times um, in some of those sub packages. But uh, I I think second half of the season, you'd like to see the upward trajectory of James Pierre because even if he's not going to play a big part in the second half of this season – you know, like I said, Joe Hayden is in the last year of his deal in all, you know, in all likelihood, um which is going to mean that this team's going to need a corner next year. And James Pierre can certainly throw his hat in the ring there.
0: No, I agree with that. They're, 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 he's he's making himself input, you know, putting putting himself into that conversation next year. I still think the Steelers need to go get a top tier corner, um you know, at, you know, at some point in the next couple seasons seasons. Uh, Tony's now Tony's trying to look already the have. I that, mean, they already
1: have. One. I mean, they already have one. Chris. It's oh, just, gosh. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, you, no, you're saying to go along. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. You're saying to go alongside James Pierre because you do want like a really great one two corner. By the way, going back to PFF grades, which we all love, Chris loves them. I love them. We respect the hell out of what PFF does in their grading. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> James Pierre, by the way, is the fifth best uh, defensive player by grading and on PFF, fifth best uh, Steelers defensive player, and the best player in the secondary, which I think just matches, you know, eye test. I test stuff. You know, you watch the tape and you're just like, that kid, 42. Best best player in the secondary by far, uh, uh, and is, PFF kind of you know. I
0: this has gone on long enough. <laughs> this is this is you're just you're, you're just you're I I have given you way too much to enjoy right there, um, but in all seriousness, there's going to be some serious questions for the Steelers uh, in the secondary this week with Minka Fitzpatrick may, pro- probably missing the game. Yeah. Um, and now there's the question Do you, you know, do you, you know, with James P is one, is Joe Hayden back? Because if he's back, then if, if Joe Hayden's back, I start thinking you put Pierre at the opposite corner and then you say, Cam Sutton, go be that extra safety guy out there.
1: Ooh, he
0: is versatile. I mean, that's the one thing you love about Cam is how versatile he can be. Ever since his days at Tennessee, he's been able yep. to play all the different spots, and he won't be elite out there, but he will hold it down, and that will allow the rest of your defense to kind of play to where it needs to be, and that way, like that, that way, you're not saying, "Hey, Trey Norwood, go be the the the, the key safety that doesn't give up the big play for us, you know, for an entire game against a top quarterback, a top young quarterback like Justin Herbert, you know, because that's that's a lot of pressure to heap on a seventh round draft pick rookie, you know, Miles Killibrew, you know, being put in that situation would be rough, but Cam Sutton bumping him back, and again, this is predicated on Joe Hayden making it back this week. If he's yep. not back, I don't do this I because then you got to put Justin Lane or Akella on a cornerback, and that I don't think the Steelers are ready to do. I think you'd rather gamble on Trey Norwood at that point um, playing at safety, but they've got some interesting decisions to make with their rotation and how they're using their guys. I'm very curious to see how this is going to play out, but Tony, James Pierre, I think he's given them the ammunition to say, hey, trust me out there. I can hold down my side. Just just do what you do so that this defense can get back to being aggressive because my biggest problem with this defense—they're stretched so thin they can't be aggressive, yeah. Because they're making up for all the guys that are missing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and that and like you talked about with Cam, you know, being able to put Cam at that safe spot, even if it's not something that he's doing day in and day out in practice, I think the Steelers are probably going to have far more trust in what Cam Sutton yeah. can do at that position than they would. in certainly a rookie like Trey Norwood, even though they like him, you know, he is so young. You know, Miles Killip, veteran, but he's just getting started with the team. And same thing for Carl Joseph, who's a player that's been kind of bouncing back and forth from the practice squad. So, you know, trusting in a player allows you to feel more comfortable calling defense. Um, And I think Cam Sutton, I think you're absolutely right about Cam Sutton going to safety and just being a player, the player that they can certainly trust the most in that role.
0: Absolutely. Tony, it's always a pleasure to have you here, even when you're spitting things so fast. I'm like feeling I'm on like a really fast <laughs> merry-go-round or one of the Tilt-A-Whirls or the thing at the amusement park that makes you get sick. That's what uh, that, that that that's house. That's how much spin you've brought to this show. But uh, I, I, literally, I call it the no spin zone. And then you make it the spin zone. Um, right.
1: That's right. Yes. We reverse. <laughs> oh, we spun the segment. Oh, geez. Anyways, <laughs> thanks so much for
0: doing this, buddy. Always appreciate appreciate you. Let people who really can find you, follow you, and get more of your work.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter, at Steeler Country, and you can follow me on YouTube. I do a YouTube show called AFC North Talk. It is a roundtable show all about the AFC North. Uh, I suggest every Steeler fan give this week a listen. Uh, even though, yes, the Steelers did tie the lines, and it was not a fun game. We had a lot of fun with the entire AFC North because uh, – Looking around the division, Chris, it was not a fun week to be an AFC North team. Uh, So we had a lot of fun with that on the show. Give that a watch. It's on YouTube. It's called AFC North Talk.
0: Absolutely. Do check him out. He has a a great time. And Tony... You, you think Tony's good at the spin here, man. Wait till he trolls the other AFC North teams. It's a, it's, a, it's a, definitely a fun show to watch. But as always, you can find this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Like this video on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. really helps us out. Follow me, Chris Carter, on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques, as you see below. There's both of our handles uh, for Tony and myself. Be back tomorrow with Crossover Thursday, talking with the Chargers host, getting you ready for some Sunday night football right here on the Locked On Steelers Podcast.